Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, we see what power is. He's, what is he, three, four seasons there now at Red Bull and he still can't, he still can't match marks. Up a midfield battle. Do we think that Mercedes are going to get sucked into that midfield battle? I think so, because I think that midfield battle, particularly this year, is going to get bigger in terms of more teams. Mm. Hello and welcome to On Track GP. We are nearly, so very nearly, at the start of the season. Just a few days to go, but we've got a lot to talk about. There's been pre-season testing and joining me this morning is Coylin. Lovely to see you. You fell asleep during testing. I did. Every morning I fell asleep. I got up nice and early first and happened to fall asleep after the first hour. So that'll tell you how exciting it was. Oh, do you know what? I don't blame you because I think pre-season testing is one of the most boring things to watch. And in honesty, it tells you really not that much about the cars moving forward. So many teams keep things back, don't they? And we don't really see it until the race itself. Yeah, exactly. A lot lot of the times in testing, particularly because it's the start of the season, everybody has a new car. Everybody will kind of do... I'm sure as we heard before this term called sandbagging would purposely go around with a high fuel load or something. You know, I mean, we've seen it all last week. I mean, Red Bull fifth and sixth fastest mm-hmm. times throughout the three days. Surely that's not Definitely right. not. That's that's not going to happen because Verstappen was top of the times on day one. So there's probably a lot of that sandbagging situation. What did you make of the Red Bull from what you saw? Um, yeah, it looks it looks like it's it's going to do a job again this year. The the race runs and the kind of high fuel runs looked very good tires looked very good and then of course day one like you said he went fastest i think it was on the c3 tire which will be this weekend's soft tire so uh yeah it was very very good and the, the thing that stood out for me was when he went fastest that time on day one it cut uh the camera cut to the garage and it was all the engineers kind of smiling as if to say okay we're, we've got the job done here yeah i'm pretty so. sure that they have i don't think anyone has kind of predicted anything else than than red bull and, and max probably taking this season um, to win another uh, another constructors um, as as well for him. But what did you make of Checo? Because there's always a lot of question marks over this season. Will it be his last at Red Bull? Did he look good in testing or yeah, he, around about the same? Around about the same. He looked okay. He was hindered by a bit of a problem on day two, overheating brakes, which it's hard to know whether it's something to look out for or not this weekend because obviously it's going to be the conditions are incredibly warm over there in Bahrain. Mm. So something to keep an eye on. But in terms of 
in terms of Checo being Checo, he looked okay. Yeah, it's hard to kind of judge. I guess the the race is not it's not really his fault, is it? But this weekend, it's I, I'm really excited for. I guess for F1 to be back but I'm excited to see what happens this season because we've said there's so much riding on next season and there's so many moving parts for 25 that this one is kind of like do or die for me in terms of Sergio Perez if he was to keep the seat or where he'll go next um Sainz and Leclerc they were top on days two and three um the Ferrari we've said you know obviously they know they've got Lewis coming Lewis Hamilton would not in my opinion be moving to Ferrari unless he saw a plan and a car that is good enough to compete with the rebels which he clearly doesn't see at mercedes so are we looking at ferrari as the team that is going to challenge the Red Bulls? yeah i think so i think um trout testing it certainly looks like anyway that they're a lot closer this year to rebel they i think they believe internally that there's still a bit of work to do in order to catch them or to be better than them but i think as a whole the whole kind of vibe is that things are getting better and of course this is the first year where fred Vassier kind of properly putting in place what he wants to do and uh, yeah, I think I think we should see some really good improvements from Ferrari this year. Did you um did you see any particular driver from signs? Because obviously, as it's as it stands, we all think he's probably going to end up at Audi, but we know that this is his last season at Ferrari. So, what happens in between that one year between when Audi come in in twenty six and next year? He's going to have to have the season of his life to make sure that he has got a seat. Can't take a year out, can he? Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think there'll be a lot of interest in him anyway. You know, he's shown last year and in other years with McLaren and, and when he was with Renault that he is a very good driver. Um, one of the things that actually caught my eye during testing at the week was that there was a picture going around of Carlos Sainz Sr. meeting with Christian Horner and Helmut Marko in the paddock. So I'd love that. You could read into that, but maybe I'm mm. sure it's nothing. Obviously, he used to be a Red Bull driver with Toro Rosso, but... You know, there could be all there's all those little conversations going on with different teams, and that I think he'll be he'll be fine for mm, next year. There is an argument that maybe he does go to Red Bull for for a season, but yeah. then are Red Bull going to be looking for a season? Yeah, well, that's it. You know, one season kind of adapt yourself to a new car and everything. It's it's a lot to kind of do. Yeah. You know, we see with Perez, he's what is he three, four seasons there now with Red Bull, and he still can't he still can't match max <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's a tough job to to max max to max match to match max even. <laughs> um i think even the the best drivers would be able to, wouldn't be able to do that um looking at mercedes uh they also did look quite strong as well as the aston and the mclaren do you think that this is really a i mean this is a very big season for mercedes because of the lewis situation they're also going to be looking for a new driver um will george russell be the number one or will they bring in someone else to kind of fill the void that Lewis will leave and make them number one but the car the car has to do better yeah well I think regardless of whether Lewis was going to leave at the end of this year or not the, this this season was going to be important for Mercedes the last two seasons have been a waste to be honest considering the war before the regulation change so I think this is all about kind of like a year of recovery and then like you said kind of showing people that they can run at the front again because they're going to need to replace Lewis. There's talks of maybe Fernando Alonso, there's talks of maybe, again, Carlos Sainz, Alex Albon, there's all these different names being thrown into the pot. But nobody's going to want to go there if they don't ha or don't see a car mm. that they can win with or get podiums with. So I think it's going to be a very important season. The signs look good with the W15. It looks a lot more kind of controlled and planted in the corners Finally, a little bit no quicker. Yes, exactly. We're done with the side pods. There's no porpoising. Where, you know, I feel like from a Mercedes point of view, this this should be a season where hopefully they do do well. But there is, I think, pressure on George Russell. I think he probably hasn't. It's, it's quite difficult to, you know, I guess shine in that car, especially the last couple of years. But I think this is a really, really big season for George. It is a big season. I mean, last season, 
I suppose a lot of it you could put down to the car, but it was mm. a very messy season from George. You know, he was kind of up and down and all over the place, you know, qualifying, bad qualifyings, bad race results. Of course, he crashed out in Singapore while trying to chase down signs for the lead. And yeah, it's going to be an important season. I think he should be okay, but you know, it's he needs to get his head down and show his results. And we're looking for a mature season as well from him. Yeah. Um, what did you make of the Astons as well during testing? Again, Aston's a bit like, they're a bit like Mercedes or McLaren. It's very hard to kind of tell where they really are. But the the main signs is that they're very comfortable. The kind of vibe in the team is that, yes, we've made a step forward, which is the main thing. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, I think I think they could be up there running in, running with McLaren or even Mercedes and Ferrari come this weekend. Do we think that? So in terms of obviously that, that kind of upper midfield battle, do we think that Mercedes are going to get sucked into that midfield battle? I think so, because I think that midfield battle particularly this year, is going to get bigger in terms of more teams. Mm. I think you're going to have, the top two teams you're going to have are obviously Red Bull and then Ferrari very close second. And then from third downwards is going to be your midfield. So Mercedes and, you know, maybe McLaren or Aston Martin, they'll be looking to get out of that and kind of join Ferrari as the season goes along as a, as a main challenger to Red Bull. Did you see anything from McLaren perspective? Because obviously last season they started off pretty poor and then they had a brilliant resurgence and, you know, credit to both drivers as well as the car and Zach Brown. They they really pulled it back. But I don't feel like they can afford to maybe have another slow start to the season. No, they can't. And that that's a bit of a worrying problem because that's the kind of general general idea that's come out of the, the the week's testing for them you know there was a very it was a very quiet testing I think it was Norris to hit problems on day two there was a fuel issue you know he's stuck in the garage for hours and the general kind of feedback that's coming from them is yeah we're we've we need to make a step up now kind of thing mm. kind of very same to, to what they were saying last year so it's it's funny because I thought they'd very easily continue on from what they made last year and the, the progress they got but it's not sounding particularly good if I'm honest yeah I feel like it's one of those things again we're just going to have to wait and see till the car is actually racing for us yeah. to see and then again similarly like, they didn't have the upgrades coming until I think the fourth fifth race in did they and then they started to improve but I feel like they need to hit the ground running because we both know that they've got incredible drivers two really competent good drivers um, and with all this changing coming about in the next couple of years I know Lando is tied down I think till 27 potentially mm. I think it's till 27. 26 or 27 something yeah, like that yeah but if it's till 26 I mean maybe that link it all links back because maybe there is <laughs> maybe signs would go to Red Bull for a season to free up Lando for 26 yeah. you know there's a lot of moving parts so for me McLaren they're a massive you know institution and I, I really love McLaren but I think they need to have another season how they ended at the start it needs to be more consistent the whole way through for me um williams uh on day one it wasn't great a few issues uh fuel pump failure for alex albon in the morning drive shaft failure for logan Sargent in the afternoon i think we gave a lot of praise to williams last season for how maybe how much progress i guess they had made they weren't rock bottom with the part alex albon had a, had a stellar season in that car as well what is the realistic expectation for williams um more progress to be honest, I think, you know, like you said, they had a really good season last year, finished seventh in the Constructors' Championship at the end, and Alex Albon in particular had a great season. Um, You know, these issues, you can read into them and say, oh, yeah, it's kind of like an on-the-back foot starting off with issues and testing, but you'd rather have them in testing than have them this weekend in, in free practice or in qualifying. So, yeah, I think they can continue to improve. I don't know how, how much further can they... They could probably challenge Alpine, maybe. Can they challenge Aston Martin McLaren? That's probably too much at the moment for them. But yeah, I think they'll be definitely up in the midfield for sure. And um, just having a kind of look at the cars, um, the V-carb, the RB <laughs> V-carb, um, it's looking very planted and secured, high-speed corners as well. Is there any real expectation for 
for this car because obviously this is an Alpha Tower, it's part of a Red Bull, but is this are we looking at this rebrand for it to actually be a competitive car? What is the point of this whole rebrand and you know looking at this car? Are we are we thinking that they're going to be challenging? What what is the what is the point of it? Well, a lot of talk inside the team is that they're challenging or they're hoping to challenge for the top end of the midfield. So you're talking again, maybe the McLarens and Aston Martins. And a lot of the, the car itself, you know, the V-Carbo 1, when I seen it actually at the launch in Las Vegas not too long ago, I thought, oh, that, that's completely different to what they had last year. And it's kind of, there is a an element here and there that kind of they've taken from the RB19 without making it too obvious. So um, I guess they can. It's a, it's a parent yeah, exactly. company, isn't it? You, know, so. you have to remember years ago when they were at Toro Russell, they were essentially using... Rebels uh, year old cars yeah. and nobody said anything so but um, yeah I think you know I think for this year the whole idea of the rebrand and everything is to kind of say okay we're no longer a, a junior team or a sister team of Red Bull we're our own intent um, kind of name or our own team we want to do well and you know Red Bull as a, as a company it suits them to have two cars or two teams that can that can perform and score points and maybe even the up podium sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you know, that driver lineup is is Yuki Sonoda and Danny Ricardo. Is there expectation on Danny Ricardo? Yes, I think so. I think there's gonna be an important season for, for Daniel Ricardo. I think he really needs to perform and more importantly he needs to outperform Yuki because you're in this kind of funny area now where there's a shot of the Red Bull seat mm. or after next year when you have the likes of Liam Lawson and everything that will want, want to come into that, that car or that team, you're going to have a kind of thing inside a Red Bull or I, I'm finished kind of thing. So it's yeah. going to be very important for him to perform this year. Okay. Um, the Red Bull itself, just sticking with them um, quickly, they've gone for this zero concept design similar to kind of like Mercedes' previous cars. Is there something that Adrian Newey has found that maybe Mercedes missed in the car or...? I think so, you know, I was laughing all last week because you might have seen it, there was this meme going around of Adrian Newey looking at last year's Mercedes and you, there's like a bubble, speech yeah. bubble out of his head, he's like, I can fix this, and like then it comes out with that. So, um, Is it a risk though? Because the Mercedes last, last season didn't really get going until kind of the latter stages. Yeah, it is a bit of a risk, but again, it's, it's Adrian Newey, this guy's won championship titles designing cars for McLaren, designing cars for um, Williams. I mean, he wouldn't do it if he wasn't confident that he could make it work, and I'm fairly sure he's going to make it work. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. As we mentioned, they have all held back their pace. We're seeing the Red Bulls fifth and sixth at times. McLaren again, very quiet. What is your? I just want to get your prediction for how you think it's going to look on in practice. In practice, you know what? I won't be surprised if we still see some of this kind of sandbagging going slowly that's usually what they save do save it all for the race yeah or at least qualifying you know yeah. where the, the one lap pace matters so uh you know it's, it's very hard to tell i think we'll i think we'll see general improvements across the board maybe st uh, the stake cars or team whatever you want to call them stake what stake a weird name slash kick it's probably kick stake kick sauber yeah it's exactly i think they could be up in the in the top 10 for practice but you know, the likes of themselves or Haas or maybe even Williams, I couldn't expect them to do well in the top 10 for qualifying. There's a lot of excitement, obviously, the first race of the season. We all love it. Um, I just, I, I'm just thinking to myself, how do I feel like this weekend's going to pan out? Are we in for surprises this season? I think we'll be in for a few. I think there could be a few teams that will spring, spring surprises, namely Aston Martin and McLaren. I think even though McLaren are saying a little bit like, oh, we're on the back foot, I'm, you know, I'm not 100% convinced that they're, they're really as bad as they are. So we'll have to see this week um, or this weekend on, on Saturday when the race is on. But uh, yeah, I think there could be a couple of teams that could make a make a few jumps and make a few surprises. All right, yeah. Who do you think is going to be on the podium this weekend? Uh, Red Bull, most definitely. For stopping probably to win. Uh, Double stack? Perez, I'm not sure. 
I think he, I think he, yeah, I think he'll do well. He always does well at the start of the season. He should be on the podium, but it's, it's kind of very hard to tell with the way he was last year, kind of up and down. So, mm. and I'd expect the for the Ferrari one, the Ferraris to be there at least. Okay, um, and just quickly looking at the Alpine, um, again, there hasn't really been much conversation around Alpine. I mean, it's no surprise, you know, Gazi and Ocon, they don't get on, they're not friends or anything like that. I think, again, this is going to be a very interesting season for them with all the investment coming in with this driver lineup, probably can see some moving parts going into 25. Um, they've got the all-new A524. What's your thoughts been on that car? Um, well, first of all, with Alpine, it's very funny, like you mentioned, all the investment and everything that's gone into that team, they've got the testing, and I've heard, like you said, it was very quiet, but I've heard that that A524, it's an all-new concept, all-new design, new parts, the whole lot, but they're very unimpressed with it. Mm-hmm. I've heard that the, the pace and the race runs and the high the high fuel runs have been very bad. They're arguably probably one of the worst cars on the grid, I've heard at the moment. Wow. You know, and you're coming into the first race of the season and all this kind of... And it was a very quiet session. They didn't really do anything. The only time I seen the Alpine all week was when they changed the, the front nose cover from black to blue on Friday for whatever reason they did that. But, um, yeah, it's it's not good times for Alpine. That's I don't worrying, think. isn't it? Because if we think of the situation that they were in not too long ago when they had, had Otmar, you know, and they decided to, you know, decide to go in a different direction. Obviously, they, they lost Piastri, um, Alonso as well. It's... I don't know. I felt like Alpine were at that stage where maybe they were going to go on and and build, and we're not seeing anything of the sort at the moment with Alpine. I think the driver lineup, this whole French connection, I don't think it's been as exciting as probably they would have thought. They got this investment. I guess that's going to take time, but there still has to be questions answered about the Alpine in between. We can't see Alpine finish at the back of the grid. Yeah, exactly. I mean, last year I was very surprised when they dropped up more. I think that was a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. And I think it's now kind of all panic stations, especially this new car. that's like, change as much as we can. Let's try something new. But more often than not in Formula 1, when you see teams going to a whole new concept, like the worry with Mercedes for a while was, is this going to work or is it mm. not going to work? Now, it looks like it's worked. But I think Alpine have done the same thing. And now they're realising, oh, hold on a minute, this isn't going to work. And then you put that on top of the fact that their engine or their power unit is running at a deficit. And because of the frozen regulations now, they can't do anything about it. So yeah. they, they, for me, I think they're risking falling really kind of into a no man's land where it's kind of just, oh yeah, we're just racing, struggling for points, you know, struggling for the top 10. I think it's going to be, unless they can pull something major out of out the bag with an upgrade later in the season mm-hmm. or something, I think it could be a very disappointing season for Alpine. Well, let's let's stick with that towards the back of the grid because Haas, they've also got a lot of changes. We've seen the car mm-hmm. and, you know, they're all going for this carbon fiber look. Obviously, there's no Gunter as well, no Gunter Steiner um, in the pits. What is the prediction for Haas? Um, Are they just waiting for an Andretti takeover at this point? It, it's hard to tell. Um, the... From listening to to their new team principal, Ayo Komatsu, a lot of it is just the main focus is getting kind of under this tyre issue they have. So they want to make sure that was that's sorted for the new season. Mm-hmm. A lot of their times in testing and kind of general performance is really slow, but that's because they're trying to figure out how to fix this. And then for them, he said, it's just, you know, we have to accept that we are going to be the slowest car in the grid in Bahrain. There's no yeah. getting around it. Whether there will be or not, whether he's talking through his teeth, we'll have to see. But um, I think it's just going to be kind of get the issues sorted, start making improvements, start building slowly and getting back up the grid as, you know, as as, as slow as we can, but as possible. Mm, I guess it's one of those, 
it's one of those things where no one really has that much expectation of Haas. Mm. Um, they have a good driver lineup. You know, we know that on a one lap on, on a one lap pace, you, you you'd say Nico Hulkenberg is one of the best on the grid for that. Um, as you know, as well as having Kevin Magnussen, who's super competent. But is it the worst thing for them if they finish at the back of the grid? Um, yeah, probably because you know they're fixing the problems and everything this season but they'll still want to see a little bit of improvement now a little bit of improvement if that's 10 to 9 or 10 to 8 or whatever that's any improvement is good improvement yeah. but to finish bottom again i think that's going to be a big issue okay they want to avoid that um and just quickly on stake slash kick because obviously <laughs> for the regulations it's a gambling company and in countries where you can't gamble it will be called kick um that is the formerly known Alfa Romeo, um, probably the most irrelevant car on the grid. Um, do we have any expectation for that, or again, are we just waiting for just waiting for next year? I think it, yeah, I think it's just waiting for kind of next year and waiting for the Audi takeover. Really, I think this whole kind of stake kick, whatever you want to call them, is just a, a holding name and kind of just kind of it's just kind of like holding our spot on the on the grid. So I I don't know, you know, it's tricky to know that team. Obviously, they're Sauber at the end of the day. Sauber is very good for kind of one season to the other, kind of being at the back of the grid and all of a sudden jumping into the middle of the grid and challenging for podiums. We've seen it so many times mm. through the years with that team. So, you know, you can't mark them out for, for doing well. I'm sure they could score points, a good few points this year. I'm sure it wouldn't be hard to, to improve on what they, what they, they didn't did, do yeah. last <laughs> year. So, But, um, yeah, you know, it, it's hard to know. I think it's, like you said, they're just waiting to see what happens and kind of just doing the best as they go along. Well, also, for, for both drivers, uh, Zhou Guan Yu and Valtteri Bottas, this could be their last season. You know, they once the takeover comes, it's probably unlikely they're going to stay with the same driver lineup. Um, it could leave them both without a seat, if not one. So I think it's, you know, it's an important season for both of them to try and achieve as much as they possibly can as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's been a lot of names thrown into the pot with Audi in terms of 2026. And Zhou Guan Yu and Valtteri Bottas aren't really names I've been hearing too much in connection yeah. with, with Audi. So... You know, yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be a big season. Of course, it's going to be a big season for Joe. First Chinese Grand Prix coming up now in, in April exactly. for him. So, and Valtteri Bottas as well. He's going to want to really show his, his worth and make sure that if this year is going to be last year at stake, that he, he's putting his name out there to show, yes, I'm still relevant in Formula One. Yeah. I can still do well with whatever team I want to stay on the grid. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, Coylan. Um, and we did no our problem. predictions, didn't we? We said, uh, we said Red Bull and Ferraris on the podium. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's a that's a safe bet unless something leery happens. <laughs> yeah, I can I can see it. I think I will also go for I'm gonna go for a Red Bull. I'm gonna go for a Ferrari. I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Max signs Alonso. Oh Alonso. I'm gonna I'm gonna back Alonso. I love Fernando Alonso. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't? He's always keeping us on our toes. Um, of course, please make sure you like and subscribe to On Track GP. Make sure you follow us. The new season is quickly approaching um, and we're going to have you covered for everything. So make sure you stay with us and we will see you very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.